So today is the feast day of St. Philip and St. James, and their relics are in a church uh, very near uh, Trevi Fountain, between Trevi Fountain and the big memorial, the uh, Vittorio Emanuele, Victor Emmanuel, Victor Emmanuel Monument. Um, in between is a church called Dodici Apostoli, 12 Apostles, and that's where uh, these uh, two saints' relics are placed. So their relics are there, but the church is called the Church of the Twelve Apostles. Uh, so that was very near where, where I went to seminary. Uh, so we used to pop in there every now and again. It's a beautiful, beautiful church. And uh, what's interesting often, I think, looking at the lives of the saints and looking at the lives especially of the apostles, is very often how little we know about them or how little is known about them. And not just how little we know, but in general, how little is known about them. Like imagine if you became known as St. Ashling the Lesser. And that's all you were known for, because you know, there's St. Ashling the Great and then there's St. Ashling the, Les- the Lesser. Okay, cheers, lads. <laughs> and that's kind of it, you know. So like the, there's a lot we don't know about. Like, and these, these were like, these are the 12 foundation stones of the church. So, so, so important. And yet so unknown. There's a real teaching in that, that while the church stands on them, um, it's not all about them. That's just the essence of mission, right? While we have to do things and say things, it's not all about us. So we have to bring people to the Lord, but it's not about us. So we are his hands and his feet, but we're, it's not about us. And that's, it's, 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 uh, it's a difficult balance to maintain, uh, but an absolutely essential one to, to, to get right if the church is ever to become missionary, if the church actually is ever to become likable, we in the church have to keep pointing to Christ and get out of the way. You know, it's not about us. It's, not about, it's never about us. Uh, and that's, that's the, the age-old struggle that we have with, uh, with, with the ego. You know, we want to do things and then be recognized and then get the thanks and get the mention and get the plaque and get the bouquet of flowers and get the whatever it is, you know, and... No, 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 I just, I was just, just doing my little bit, you know, I was, no, far be it from me now to look for that, I was just, no, no. But yet, if you didn't get the mention, like, after all I gave, not even a word of thanks. See how much help they get from me next year, you know what I mean? So, very, so quickly, so quickly, like, uh, we, we turn. These men, so St. Philip and St. James, they heard the words of Jesus. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen, and teaching them all that I have commanded you. You know, they, they heard those words from the mouth of Jesus and him promising, Lo, I will, behold, I will be with you always, yes, till the end of time. They hear these words. <clears throat> so you get this commission, which is simply enormous. Go to the whole world. Go to the whole... I've never been outside the parish. Um, uh, how how far how far how far exactly do you, do you mean into Samaria or like you know? And but they these people they, they wouldn't there wasn't the possibility of traveling much. You travel by foot, so in, in, even in a lifetime you wouldn't travel far. So to go to the whole world to proclaim the good news, how on earth do you even start to get your head around that? Where do you start? So they have they learned. This, again, we speak of balance so often here because balance, balance is so necessary in the spiritual life. You can exaggerate by praying too much in order to avoid work. You can exaggerate by, praying, by working too much to avoid prayer. Like you, can, you, can, you, can love so, you can love someone so much that you actually smother them 
you know, and don't let them breathe or make decisions for themselves, or then you can be dismissive of them as well and then abandon them to their own ways at a way too young an age. I mean, it's so easy to exaggerate one way or the other. So balance, 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 balance. Get the balance right is so important. They have this call to go out and evangelize the whole world, but yet at the same time, they don't go evangelize the whole world. They evangelize what's entrusted to them. All right, they, they, they evangelize, they spread the gospel on that portion of the world that was entrusted to them. Uh, we, we hear, we'll hear about Philip in the Acts of the Apostles who sees a carriage walking, uh, driving past and there's a eunuch there reading uh, the prophet Isaiah and he kind of sticks his head in the window saying, well, how are you getting on? Do you know what you're reading there? And he says, I have no idea what I'm reading here. I'm reading from the prophet Isaiah. I don't know what it means. Is, this, is, this, is the prophet speaking about himself or is he speaking about someone else? Aha, he's actually speaking about Jesus. He's the guy I follow. And then explains it all to him and then baptizes him and then the spirit carries him away again. It's a be- I love I it. It's a beautiful story from, from the Acts of the Apostles. So, uh, the, the, the point I'm trying to make, though, is that all of us, if we look at our lives, we might start to bite off a little more than we can chew and get the idea of becoming a saint, the idea of, of passing on the faith to my family. If, if you're a parent there and you've got kids and you're worried about them, all of these, the, the, these things can really bother us and worry us and then... It just starts to look too big. The whole thing, it's just massive. My kids aren't practicing. They've left home. I've no influence in their lives anymore. I failed. I failed as a parent. That's my opportunity gone. And, and you know, I'm just uh, desperate. I'm despairing for them, you know. Or you think of, you know, whatever age I am, and am I married and not married? Have I kids? Have I not kids? And there's just these huge, big questions. And, uh, and, and it, it can seem so overwhelming. What do the apostles do? It's just living each day for the Lord. I'm not responsible for the world. I'm responsible primarily for me and then to whoever the Lord places in my care for however long he places them in my care. So we have to have a healthy understanding of this this balance of how much responsibility is mine and how much isn't. How much is my responsibility and how much isn't? Because it's actually okay to say certain things, they're not my responsibility. I, I can't fix the church. The, the church. I can't fix the church. I can try and become a saint myself. I can't fix massive things. I can't convert Ireland. But if someone comes and talks, wants to know, talk to me about the Lord, or wants to go to confession or whatever it may be, I, I, by all means I do whatever I can. But Neither is it my responsibility. I'll just do whatever the Lord places in front of me, knowing that ultimately, for all of these things, the Lord is responsible. The Lord is responsible to guide the church and to renew the faith and all of these things. Like we, you know, we think of St. Peter before the Lord's Passion, you know, Lord, even if all abandon you, even if all betray you, I will not. Peter looks at him, you can just imagine. He doesn't want to burst his bubble. Not a very biblical expression, but uh, Jesus doesn't want to deflate uh, Peter, but he says, for the cock crows three times, you'll have disowned me three times. So, why? Why, did, why, why? why is that in Scripture? Peter was counting too much on himself. Self-assuredness is never, never, never a good idea in mission, never a good idea in the church, to be so self-assured, I can do this. Nah, it's not good, not good. 
The Lord can do this. That's very different. The Lord can do this through us. Okay, we'll go with that. That we work with the Lord. Fine, that's, that's great. But that I will do this? No, no, that's pride. The Lord, it's the Lord's mission. We take part in it. Also, even, as I say, even if, if we were parents of, of, of children here, uh, the parents can do so much, if you know, uh, to, to, to a certain point, um, to transmit the faith. And after that, there are other influences in, in the young person's life. There'll be friends, there'll be college, and all that. So, the, as a parent, they're not primarily your responsibility anymore. Now, by all means, we can keep praying for them, keep interceding for them, but the Lord wants their salvation more than you do. So he will find a way. We keep praying. We, if we can be an instrument, by all, yep, absolutely, absolutely. Ultimately, it's the Lord. And I think, just as I was thinking of this earlier, I just thought of the, the, that story from, uh, or that, that account, better said, from Genesis 15, where God makes this promise to Abraham. At the time, he's Abraham, actually. actually it's before he's become Abraham. The Lord brought him outside and said to him, look up at the sky and count the stars if you can. Your descendants will be like that. This is before the birth of Ishmael and Isaac. Then Abraham, Abraham asked, O oh Lord God, how am I to know that all of this shall be mine? The Lord replied, Bring me a three-year-old heifer, and a three-year-old she-goat, and a three-year-old ram, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Abraham brought all these animals, cut them in two, laid each half facing its other half. But he did not cut the birds in half. Okay. And then it says, As the sun was going down, a deep sleep came over Abram. So this, this promise to look at the stars, and this, the, the detail here is important. Look up at the stars, he said, and count them if you can. Now Abraham, Abram at this point, sorry, Abram at this point, can't count the stars for two reasons. One, because there, there are too many. And secondly, it's daytime. It's daytime. The account, this account tells us that God, God brings Abraham outside and said, your descendants will be as many as those stars. Count them if you can. And Abraham's like, I believe you. They're there. I can't see them. I can't count them. But if you say that I would have descendants as many as that that I can't see at the moment, but that will come because you've promised it, then I will walk by faith, not by sight. It's, 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 it's a very simple little teaching, very simple little story. Like, I don't see the big plan. I don't see the future. I may not see the realization of, of this promise in my lifetime. But I trust you, Lord. I trust the big picture to you. I know I was talking to a, a couple of people over the last couple of days about the church and various problems that we have. You know, and we, there's no... Uh, there's no denying like, that there are serious issues uh, in the church at the moment. We look at vocation numbers and uh, the lack of uh, the low practice rates, which will be lower now once, even once uh, churches are opened again. I think uh, a lot of people will not come back. So things are going to be very, very different post-COVID. So there's no doubt like, that there's a great need for renewal. So how do we renew the church? We renew the church by becoming a saint. Then let the Lord do it. If, you know, he'll put people in your path and friends and whoever, become a saint. And let the Lord renew the church. Let the Lord do his work. Let the Lord guide. Let the Lord lead. And he does so through us. But ultimately, it's his responsibility, not mine. Because I can't. It's good for us to have a healthy, 
uh, understanding of our own limitedness and to approach all of these things just with great humility. Lord, who am I? Who am I to serve you? Who am I to be an apostle? Who am I to be your disciple? But if you choose me, I don't want to say your fault, but if you choose me, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. That's all he asks of us, that we do our best, but our best. And the more people say that, the quicker we will see the renewal of the church as saints spring up and renew their families and their cities and their places of work and start initiatives that gather people of faith together, which then attracts other people of no faith and then becomes missionary and reaches out and wins one soul at a time back for the Lord. That's, that's our calling. That's what we're going to see in our lifetime, I think. So we ask the good Lord that the words of our psalmist today, maybe our words may ring in our hearts from Psalm 18. Their word goes forth through all the earth. May the good Lord form us to be his missionary disciples and renew the face of the earth. Amen. <laughs>